is your financial expert and master mindset coach, Janae Cordy. Hi everyone, today we are going to be talking about what is commonly called net worth. So although we are putting a calculation and a numerical value to your personal net worth, this is only in relation to your current financial picture. Your true worth and your true value is way too abundant to calculate. It is quite immeasurable. So keep that in mind as we talk about this subject. And for that reason, instead of calling it personal net worth, I prefer to use the term personal net assets because your true worth does not come from money or what you own. So what are net assets then? Assessing your net assets is basically a way to view your assets after deducting your liabilities, which then paints a clearer picture of your personal, well, for lack of a better word, worth in numerical terms only. The actual formula for calculating your net assets is fairly simple. You just take the total combined value of all of your assets minus the total combined liabilities or loans that you owe, and what is remaining is your net assets. Sounds pretty simple, right? So let's talk about assets first. Assets are items of value that you own. Although a fairly simple concept, this is a monstrously broad category because you can own anything from a 500,000 piece of real estate to a 250000 investment account to a $20 toaster, right? With a whole plot line of items in between. So what then should you include in your assets so that you can calculate the combined asset total? Well, there are a few different ways you can look at this. And much of it really just depends on your own personal preference and how down to the nitty gritty you really want to get with calculating assets. To include the gravy boat or not, this is the question. <laughs> I am going to talk about what absolutely should go in the net assets today in the podcast, in my opinion, and then give options of additional items you may want to include depending completely on your own preference. So for me, the must-haves to be included in the assets are any kind of investment accounts that you currently have, and then the current value or balance of those accounts, how much are they worth, any kind of retirement accounts and the current value for each of those, so retirement accounts such as IRAs, um, which stands for individual retirement account for those who don't know that, or 401k type accounts will be pretty straightforward for retirement. You will just add the asset value, aka the current balance on your recent statement for accounts such as these. If you are ever so fortunate enough to still have something such as a pension, that one is a little different. For accounts with the projected future value, such as pensions, you'll want to use the present value of the pension plan if it is available. Sometimes you can see that amount on your statement. Um, if it is not available, there are online calculators that will give you an estimate of this that you can easily use. Present day values are typically the amounts on any accounts you could cash out on. If let's say you just woke up this morning and you decided to fly to Tahiti or some other beautiful tropical island because today was going to be the first day of your early retirement. <laughs> hey, I mean, we could all dream, right? 
So this is really just the amount you could get your hands on right now if you needed it. So it is what you have today, not what you are projected to have in the future. Some more must-haves for the asset category are balances you have in any other accounts, including money market accounts, CDs, savings accounts, and so on. And also, don't forget if you own a whole life policy with a present cash value, that that is also an asset you will want to include. And then you'll also want to include any rare coins, gold, silver, or even cash you have hidden under that old mattress. Don't worry, your secret's safe with me. But anything like that you would want to include as an asset as well. So you understand the concept. If you own money, no matter what kind of account it is or where it may be buried in your backyard, it is an asset that should be included. If it is a checking account, you will need to make a judgment call. If you consistently keep extra cash in your checking, well, then maybe include. However, most people's funds in their checking accounts are allocated towards either paying bills or spending. So in other words, blink and it's gone, right? So I would say exclude checking as a general guideline, but you know your situation the best, so sometimes it will make sense to include. So let's talk about other categories of assets now besides just the moolala. The first must-have is your home. If you are a homeowner, including the estimated current value of your home. Also include any other real estate you own in the assets, including the corresponding values of those properties. So any land, any second mortgages, um, a condo by the lake, anything like that. You'll want to include all property. If you do not know the estimated market value of your home or your property, um, you can just do a quick check on Zillow.com to get your Zestimate. Just plug in the address or the addresses on the site and it will give you an estimated value of the property that you can then plug in. So some other assets to include are the value of your business if you are self-employed or any other highly valuable items such as, well, let's say you own an original Salvador Dali painting or maybe the heart of the ocean diamond necklace that Jack gave to Rose on the Titanic. Okay, I know the necklace wasn't real, but the heart will go on. It's still playing in my ears right now anyway. So anything extraordinary like that, which really stands out to you, should definitely be included. And now that we've covered the must-haves, let's now discuss the maybe assets, the ones that maybe you should include in this calculation. Maybes are options you can decide to include or not to include, just depending on what you like best. One maybe is your vehicles. You can certainly include your vehicles in your assets, and I do include mine. However, remember that cars are depreciating assets, which means the value is continually going down over time on vehicles. So if you buy a new truck off the showroom floor, and then look up the value that day that you bought it and use that number, well, that's correct. However, if you don't update that value then for the next several years, that can be problematic because that value has dropped rather significantly in that amount of time. 
And this same concept holds true for boats, RVs, motorcycles, ATVs, trailers, um, etc. Usually any kind of motor vehicle um, with the exception of sometimes collectible cars. So include if you'd like to, but just be sure to update these values regularly to account for them being depreciating assets. Other items you may include are jewels, furniture, collectibles, art, tools, anything of substantial value. I mean, you can keep drilling this thing down until you get to the doily coaster that your grandmother bought you if you want, (laughs) but I would personally view this from a big picture lens. So think big picture when you're trying to determine your assets. Okay, so we got the assets down and now we are ready to move on to the second part of our equation, which is calculating liabilities. Liabilities are the loans or the debts that we owe others. So your total combined liabilities are all of your debts and your loans added together. So go through and identify who you owe And hopefully you should have a pretty good idea of that part already because, well, most most debt collectors surely don't let you forget, right? But also identify your current balances on those loans and credit cards and then add all of your debt together. The reason factoring liabilities is so important is because You may see someone living in a beautiful mansion or driving a luxury vehicle and immediately think, wow, they are really wealthy and they have a lot of net worth. However, if the mansion, let's just say, has a current appraised value of a million dollars and then the occupant has mortgage loans on that mansion that they owe um, of $1.2 million dollars, well, things don't look quite as beautiful as they did at first glance because the owners are currently 200000 in the hole on that house. And the same goes for cars. If the value of your vehicle is, let's say, 35000 and you owe 45000 you have 10000 negative equity or what is commonly referred to as you are upside down on that vehicle. And remember, cars are depreciating assets, so this can happen quite frequently to people on their vehicles. For the most part, real estate is an appreciating asset or an asset that will get more valuable over time. But, I mean, we do not control the markets, uh, so that is not a given for every person in every circumstance. Now that you have your total assets and your total liabilities, it's time to calculate your total net assets. And this is just your total assets minus your total liabilities. So if you have $300,000 in assets and then you owe $170,000 in liabilities, then your net assets would just be $130,000. So you are either going to have a positive number or a negative number for your net assets. If you have a negative number, it just means you need to start building up assets through savings or other means or reducing debt or both. Having a budget will dramatically help you achieve this. So listen to the prior podcast, Budget Doesn't Have to Be a B Word if you haven't already, for clear guidance on how to make that happen. 
But don't get discouraged because you can absolutely bring that number positive and then just keep growing from there. So why is net assets so important? Well, this number gives you the true value of your monetary worth at any given time. This takes us out of the thinking that just owning or possessing things is your wealth. Because many times on larger assets that are secured by a loan, you really don't own that asset until there is no longer a loan attached to it, even though it feels like you own it. So, I mean, if you ever want to put this to the test, just stop paying that mortgage payment for a while and you'll suddenly see pretty quickly who actually owns that property. <laughs> I mean, please, please do not actually do that. I'm absolutely being sarcastic, but you get my point. So calculating this number gives us that nice, swift reality kick to the butt on what's going on with the big picture of our money. Is it a beautiful mansion like we think at first glance? Or is it a debt-loaded money pit after you peel back the blinders? I mean, it looks nice, but is it really? On a more positive note, calculating and tracking your net assets can be a highly motivational tool. It can help you set goals, make adjustments to your budget, keep you motivated, especially when there may not be a whole lot of cash flow left over at the end of the month, but then you see your net assets are moving on up and all is suddenly good with rainbows and sunshine, right? It's a way to keep your eye on the prize, so to speak. For example, if your goal is, let's say, to reduce debt and then you're going through the grind of just putting all that extra money towards debt and sacrificing things you really wish you could be buying, that can really start to feel like a downright downer after a while. But on the flip side, if you are tracking your net assets and seeing this number substantially grow because of your hard work, your determination, and your temporary sacrifice, well, now that's feeling pretty good, right? So reviewing and tracking this number over time can be incredible for boosting your mindset, giving you that perseverance when you need it, and ultimately reaching your money goals, which is what we're all here to do. As far as how you want to track this, you have many options. You can do yourself through a program such as Excel, or you can use a tool already designed and available for this purpose online or with an app on your phone. A great app out there which is designed for this purpose is called Personal Capital. With this app, or I'm sure others like it, um, you can link all of your accounts, such as your investment accounts or your loan accounts, to automatically update the balances for you or you can plug in the info that you would like manually if you prefer, you know, like that prized gravy boat. <laughs> but this app also does track over time. So it's a really easy tool once you have it set up. So that's net assets or net worth. Easy peasy, right? I really encourage you to understand your net assets. It will absolutely help you with long-term goal achievement. So one of our founding fathers, good old Benjamin Franklin, had this to say about the topic of net assets. 
Your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Well, Benjamin wasn't known for sugarcoating, and sometimes we all need a little dose of that too in our lives to help keep us on track and motivated, right? Please share this information with anyone you think will find it useful in your in their lives. If you are enjoying the podcast, please also rate and review. That is very helpful and very much appreciated. You can find my blog on mindyourmoneycoach.com. And if you feel you need more personalized financial and mindset coaching, you can find that there as well. Until next time, have a very merry week, everyone. Mind your-